0: So, my second story started somewhere in 2019 when I got my current wife's number. And yeah. I, I, I went into it thinking that, you know, my education and my career obviously overcomes all of this, but it does not. No, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but there are stereotypes and people follow them. doesn't matter what this individual's education or career is like. No, but it must be like that.
1: These... Rom-coms did set me up for failure that way. I feel that pandemic grounded me in a lot of ways, so that I could think seriously about a long-term relationship.
0: I went into a rain setup with a lot of confidence. Like, of course, like what does caste matter? I have so many things going for me. <laughs> no, I don't care. Like, I'm a good person. I have done good things. Why am I ashamed about this?
2: Hey everyone, long time no pod. A lot has changed since the last one. I moved from banking to tech and eventually left the 9 to 5 completely. I also left London, lived in Poland for a while and made amazing friends. And I'm now living in Delhi, India. We'll talk about all that hopefully soon, but today we're diving into the realm of arranged marriage. It's not forced unions and blind dates at gunpoint. This is a modern twist, a curated partner search with surprising agency and choice. Forget endless swipes. These marriages blend family wisdom with fancy matchmaking apps to create a curated partner search. It's not all roses though. Family dynamics, cultural expectations, challenges abound. That's why we are here with two birds who navigated this journey. Let's unpack the complexities, get their inside scoop, and maybe learn something along the way. Just a heads up, I'm exploring this path myself, so we are all figuring things out as we go. We are not gurus, just curious minds exploring this complex world. So don't forget to be kind to us. Oh, by the way, this is an urban Indian perspective. It's a whole different scene in rural areas. So, are you ready to see a different side of love? Well, here we go.
3: So yeah, we wanted to talk about the arranged marriage process. You have been through it. I am currently in the middle of it. I just wanted to first let you riff about how your process was.
0: Yeah, my process, I think from the first time I met someone must have been in 2018 or 19, all it's on 19 and even during 2020, even during COVID. So two years I feel like I would have met people. Uh, In the early part I was doing back and forth from US. So it used to be a month, two months max, three months. I spent three months in India at one point. Uh, So I had some time uh, in India to take things forward in some sense, but also there are a lot of occasions where I was in the US, I got someone's phone number and like start talking to them, but it's kind of hard to plan something because something is too far out, it's not clear when I'm going to be in India next. I think I would have met I think, about 10 people in person, more or less. Uh, generally my experience was positive, uh, mostly interesting people. Uh, out of 10 i would say yeah some some freaky people like it's still interesting like i think if you're a guy uh, if you're meeting freaky people it's not threatening right so that's one benefit people who said stuff like uh, they don't have any electronic devices because uh, the devices are listening to them or some stuff like that or they just want to go to the forest because like there's a big conspiracy theory to like But it was interesting and fun to listen to them for three hours because I didn't feel any threat of this crazy person. Like, okay, I'm just going to listen to this person for two hours and leave.
3: They're not going to take you to the forest with them.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so that was... uh,
3: Maybe you could talk about how it concluded.
0: So my success story started somewhere in 2019 when I got my current wife's number. Yeah, so it was a weird, awkward phone conversation. Uh, I was in the US. There was no particular plan for me to be in India. So it was like, uh, great, cool. We are talking to each other. I don't see the, I guess, neither of us saw kind of what to do about it. And that's about it. Then I had a plan to come to India eventually. So met in 2020. Uh, Nothing happened after it, it turns out. She was doing it for the first time. Uh, like an arranged setup. <laughs> I mean, whatever I was doing, she was not taking it seriously. <laughs> so, like, okay, this is, she had a curiosity, like, what is this all about? um Anyways, COVID happened. So, whether or not we were taking it seriously, there was nothing to be done. And we were not in touch for a few months after it. And I kept meeting more people. Uh, even though COVID happened, like, you know, you could still travel around a bit after a while. So, I kept meeting more people uh, during that time. One dates, two dates, max three dates kind of things. We started talking back uh, on chat, on phone. Um, COVID meant that people were living with their parents, not living in Mumbai, Bangalore and stuff. So she also shifted back to her parents, which happened to be close to where I was staying. So it became much more easier to meet. That happened for one year that we kept meeting on and off. Then I went to U.S., uh but i came kept coming back to india and then finally we got married about two and a half years after we first met uh i think to to this day for her this was the only arranged setup that she had tried (laughs) and she like she did no exploration like one and done yeah
3: (laughs) makes sense yeah that's Uh, how
1: it is
0: She's saying uh, she was doing a lot of exploration outside of this setup in her different. Yeah,
1: yeah,
3: I heard that. I, I was going to say that, but I thought I would not break your bubble. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah.
3: <laughs> so you were in US. Yeah. You might have tried meeting people there, connecting with yeah. people there.
1: Yeah.
3: And you used to be in India. What yeah. difference
0: did you note? I mean, I generally found it very difficult to meet people outside of the rain setup. Uh, I was in Bangalore. Bangalore is young people, right? A lot of people working and living on their own. I don't know how to find dates. I have no idea. I've been on Tinder. I've been on apps. I have success rate of like 1%, like 100 messages in one reply. I got one or two dates uh, outside of India. In India, I think maybe one or two, maybe out of 100. So And and you could just see like the quality of dates was just like, no, I mean, it's sure, for the hell of it, you can go on a date with someone, but This is not a person I'm gonna, uh, I'm a good match with. Like, not. So I, I felt like I was just super skewed. And totally, I think my game may have been at fault. Like, I don't have a Tinder profile that's very clickable, maybe, right? I don't have amazing pictures of me. That could be a reason, but it just seemed like this game is just not for me. So finding dates in India was hard. The only long, only sort of long relationship I had was someone that I had met in high school high school or like friends that you've met in school or college, I feel like that's natural, that happens. And there were options like that. Uh, But just meeting people randomly just didn't seem like I have still, to this date, I have no idea how, if people are doing it, I have no idea how they are doing it. Uh, I don't think that changed for me in the US either. People tried to set me up once or twice, including my colleagues. Uh, so that I think still is okay. That works. Like that's kind of uh, meeting someone as a friend in high school a call similar to that. I interestingly had people reach out to me on LinkedIn. Uh, there are these uh, matrimonial agents. I think uh, you remember that Netflix show? Uh, what is it called? Indian Matchmaking.
2: Uh-huh.
0: Something similar to that. Like they'll reach out saying that uh, we try to connect people who are... Uh, who are from top institutions with uh, industrialists and some stuff like that. I think I may have even entertained one or two of them, but I don't know, that didn't go anywhere. So I just generally, I felt like I had a hard time dating, whether it was Bangalore or it was US, it didn't make that much of a difference. Like comparing that to the arranged setup, I felt like the kind of people I was meeting in the arranged setup were just like first meeting, like not everyone, but like a good fraction of people I felt like, oh yeah, this is interesting, you know. There's a lot of things that this person takes off. I want to spend time and resource, like figuring out where this goes. It just felt like a much better experience. The arranged setup.
3: That's good, and we'll explore that a bit more, uh, because there's a lot of interesting stuff there, and some stuff that I did not expect. But I specifically did mean about difference between arranged marriage setup in US versus arranged marriage setup in India. Was it pretty similar, or did you notice some differences?
0: So I think there are, uh, when you go to matrimonial websites in India, there will be people you will meet who are currently working in the US or UK for that matter. I don't think I remember anyone from the US. I think that comes down to there aren't very Haryanvi Jart caste Mm -hmm. in the US. My parents, I didn't care about caste, but the same 80-20 problem comes. Like You can send a million requests to non-Jarts, one person might reply. So that's such a wasted effort. So I did not get anyone who was working or studying in the US that I met.
3: So a lot of it resonates. So I would like to talk about a few of the things. I was in UK. I like the way you put it that the first person I met, (laughs) because it shortens the timeline, the first person I met in 2021. Hmm. The person I met in 2021 was a super crazy person. I didn't meet anybody. (laughs) In 2021, the yeah. next person I met was in 2022, and I've met quite a few people in 2023.
0: Now, How many in total? Uh, you feel like you have met?
3: I'm. I think I'm going to get close to ten soon. Meeting yeah. ten people. Interestingly, all of them I met in India. So the yeah. the one person in 2021, right when I was in India for a month. People I met in 2022, two people, who I met when I was in India. People in 2023, seven or 8 people by now. So I I think I would have crossed 10 by now. 7 or 8 people, Hmm. all of them after me moving back to India.
0: Were there profiles out there of people who were in UK, but you were just not getting hits on them or what? So
3: the numbers are definitely a lot lower in UK. I was using Jeevan Sati, right? So that's one of the matrimonial apps. It is heavily based in India, but there are people who as you said, live outside of India who are also on it. So in absolute terms, there were quite a few people. Right, right In right. relative terms, cut it, cut it, cut it. India has just way more people, obviously. When I look at the population that was actually there in UK, mm-hmm. barely, I don't remember there being even one sick girl who would pass my filters? Because,
0: By the way, uh, obviously there is a bigger sick British population so, but I'm yes. sure the culturally you're not going to match up with them. So you were only looking for Indians who were recent. Yeah,
3: like, very long time back I decided that I want to have the optionality to be able to live in India yeah. and uh, I don't think like sure there would be women who are not Indian who would be fine living in India but I have this, there's this thing that I say all the time that if I, I'm looking for a needle, I'm not, go, I'm not going to go look for it in a haystack. I'm going to go to the needle factory. So mm-hmm. for me, it was like, I'm not going to go interact a lot with uh, Sikhs or Punjabi people in UK mm-hmm. and try and see if one of them would be open to moving back to India or comfortable with that. Hmm. And to me, that matters a lot. Like, it's a life choice and it can impact your life for a very long time yeah. if you are constrained that you have to live outside of India.
0: Yeah. So, I just have short a point of view. Like, I didn't want to end up in a situation where I have to live in the US all my life.
3: Yeah. So, funny thing is, it's not like I was only sending requests to sick people, or I was waiting for this one sick girl to somehow appear one day who passes my criterion. I was sending requests to hindu people also i always had on my profile sikh and hindu both right just would never get acceptances from people who i feel passed a bare minimum bar of mine this is where the angle that the fact that i'm sick and i have a beard right the proper Mm -hmm. beard and also because it's a matrimonial uh, Mm app, all of my photos were with turban you know, you have seen me. I don't wear the turban all the time. Sometimes yeah, I might wear yeah, yeah. a danna, etc. Yeah. But I would not dare put photos like that, at least until very recently, because because my, you wanted
0: yeah, the profile to seem more formal, or it's not
3: formal. Basically, you have to make sure that you get at least one niche completely right, and uh, also, I if I don't, if I put some photo in which I'm not wearing a turban. People yeah. who are sick people, they could take it as negatively. That's what my thought was. Okay?
0: Yeah.
3: What changed? In 2023, I created a profile for my sister.
0: Hmm. And
3: that's when I got to see the other side of the market. Yeah. And I saw what photos other guys are putting. So yeah. I was like, screw this, man. I think I can put, <laughs> I can, I can put these photos. Yeah. And also... Basically, I kind of did a mini experiment where I was like, you know what, maybe it's the look because of which I'm seeing very small numbers. Let me create an experimental other profile, which was like an A-B test, right? Where I was like, okay, I'm going to put these photos mostly. I'm going to make the profile a lot more fun. So I wrote a poem and like I told about myself through a poem and uh, that had an interesting reaction, which was surprising to me. So I thought, you know what, I think I need to integrate both of myself into my profile and show who I am completely hmm. rather than one side of me. And because by that time, I had already moved back to India and I had talked to enough people that I felt like anybody who judges me for that, as my...
0: you're not going to work out with them in any ways. Yeah. Exactly. There's that, and then I know I what back, is your actual outcome, like the ten people that you have met, they are mostly sick or like it's mostly
3: sick. And the thing is that when I moved back to India, a couple of months had passed, I was like, look, if I look because I have Hindu and Sikh on my profile, yeah, the app shows me if the app shows me ten people, nine of them are Hindu, one of them is Sikh, yeah, right? but, when it comes to my actual matches, if I have 10 matches, nine of them are Sikh, mm-hmm. one of them is Hindu. Okay. So then I was like, look, now I have a mm-hmm. lot of numbers. I am able to talk and meet with a lot of people.
1: Yeah.
3: Now it's about conversion ratio. I cannot be going through so many Hindu profiles where yeah, there's. I nothing-
0: so much time uh, on yeah. that, to a panel. Yeah. So the
3: Haryan Vijat thing that you talked
0: about. I had the exact same, like I didn't have the filter, but over time I like, okay, what's the point of even talking to someone on someone's parents on the phone or like, like pointless effort. Which is exactly the point that even when I would get some interests,
3: I would get a few interests from Hindu people. It feels like it's their last resort. Like they couldn't find anybody else. So like, okay, maybe let's try this thing.
0: Yeah. yeah, you <laughs> you feel like you're lower. Yeah, like it's certainly there. And yeah. I I went into it thinking that you know my education and my career obviously overcomes all of this, but it does not. No. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it does not. It does is... not even on iitimshadi.com, shadi.com, this weird website, it does yeah. not overcome mm-hmm. there as well. It's a little bit better, but it still does not overcome. It does not. No. So that's good to kind
3: of confirm. Like, I think both of us had the same thing. I just think that the way arranged marriage works, there are multiple people involved who need to approve
0: yeah. the conversation, which is what probably causes the I drop-off. Think also, I think I've, I've met women who are making choices, maybe with someone, but also had a lot of say in it. I don't even think it's like they have to approve it. Like when a person is going through this, they are thinking of what are all the people who will call out my mistake. Like, oh, if something doesn't pan out, like say I meet someone for five dates, I get them to meet my parents and it doesn't pan out. They'll say to me later, oh, it's because you didn't, you went to this cast and that cast, they'll like blame on me. So it's like, it's you're, as soon as you're going outside the norm, you're creating this with your own family, you're creating this where they're not supportive. They're like, oh, sure, prove it to me. Like, if you think you, you have figured it out. So No one wants to have that passive resistance. They're like, okay, let me take the path of this resistance. I don't want in on my head that I'm doing something super special. Okay, you parents, you want to uh, you know take all the effort and the pain. If you want to select and search and filter people who are of the same caste, you do that. And I'll pick from that. I don't want the headache on my responsibility that what if this person does turn out to be something odd? That was because I chose to go outside the norm, outside the caste. Like that kind of plays on people's mind. Like just take the path of this resistance. Let's not bother.
3: Yeah, it's possible. I think we have agreed on most things. Somehow this, this, I feel like I don't agree completely on this thing. I think we need to explore this a bit more. So one question I have for you is, you said, okay, you are Haryan Vijad. You would mostly get matches from Haryanvi Jatt, so that is a bit surprising to me because I think the delineation between Hindu and Sikh is much much bigger yeah. than let's say Haryanvi Jatt versus other Hindus. And if we also look at your looks versus my looks, like I have a proper beard, I wear a turban, I am a Sikh. You are acceptable look
0: like, by like written standards. There's nothing I am disqualifying.
3: Yeah, exactly. So. Did you really even need to mention that you're a Haryan Vijaat in your profile or was there a catch-all category?
0: Profiles it's mentioned, some profile is not mentioned. Did you mention it? The profile that I created myself, I did not.
3: Okay. So then when it comes to acceptances and interests and all, was it that people would accept, but then you would get on a call and they would ask, oh, what are you? And you would have to say, I'm Haryan Vijaat. And then
0: they'll be like, ask okay, sorry. Him bye. Vincent, apparently. And yes, uh, if to some people the last name doesn't make it clear, then they might ask.
3: Hmm,
0: uh, I thought your last name is. That I don't want to have awkward conversations. I am going to tell you up front. So I'm just going to mention it. I don't think I would have started with that. I'm like, I don't want to like have this awkward two weeks of it's unclear. They're not even asking, but they actually want to ask. Here it is. OK. Makes sense you know, if you're looking at kind of people who do like corporate jobs and like, you know, the mm-hmm. bank, or Mumbai, Delhi crowd, you know, I figured out these crowds are mostly Bania and Brahmin. I didn't, when I meet people, I didn't even know about these things, but I figured mm-hmm. after this experience, that's what's happening. It's a very skewed ratio.
3: Ah, okay. That's interesting.
0: Yeah. And yeah, there is a lot of, uh, bias, I suppose. See, the bias goes both ways uh, in my family and community, not my immediate home, but maybe to some extent that as well. But, you know, there are stereotypes of all, all other communities and castes, right? Negative stereotypes could be positive ones, sort of as well as oh, business. They do well and stuff like that. But there are stereotypes and people follow them. doesn't matter what this individual's education or career is like. No, but it must be like that. stereotypes exist uh the unfortunate part is like you are in the pool that you're looking at the kind of education career that you're looking at uh, that your community turns out to not be like a majority in that pool like turns out to be a small part of that pool so bad bad luck for you
3: Hmm. i think there's still one thing unresolved here you know there's Profiles that are created by parents and handled by parents and there are profiles that are created by the girl themselves and handled by themselves, were they less worried about caste?
0: And especially the one platform where I, well, it could be biased this point of view. So Jeevan Sathi or one of these big ones, my parents were managing and IIT IM Shadi is something I was managing. There may be even third one at some point, but IIT IM was clearly something my parents didn't even log into that one. And most of the profiles that I saw there, when well, I say most, like 50% were actually managed by the individual and 50% by their parents, but seemed like they were still profiles where the parents were very close to the, like, so on Jeevan Sati, even if you match with someone, the parents want to first talk with parents before exchanging numbers. On IIT IM, even if the profile was created by parents, parents were okay talking to me. And they're like, okay, we yeah, just talk for like five minutes. They're like, here's the number, something like that. And 50% of the profiles were directly, the girl would have made the profile. With the individual, I never felt like they asked anything about caste. So only to some extent when parents are involved more closely is when... uh, These are even situations where like, eventually when you meet, meet the person, turns out they don't care about the caste. But I know when things are managed by parents, everyone kind of wants to fall in line with the norm. And... It is, it is possible, you know, like we are seeing our point of view that over time I had no option, but to say I am a haryanvi Jat and start looking at only Jart profiles. And similarly, you, I think everyone's ending up doing that because everyone has these bad experiences of being open on the first month, first two months, and then realizing it's wasted effort may as well target the needle factory instead of mm-hmm. finding the needle in the haystack. So everyone's kind of converging to their maximum output target. That's maybe my optimistic point of view, but I think there's some of that is at play by people, even though they individually don't care, but they're like, this is where I'm going to get my best luck. So I'm just going to try here.
1: Like, I thought it was a way to just streamline your search because there's like so many out there. That's that is what it was for my dad.
0: I don't know if the Benchmolion thing... Uh, can you hear, by the way, from the background? Come only. Hey! <laughs> Uh, hey
1: how are you good how are you yeah so i was like... i was
0: wondering if the pool looks different like dating websites we know that the pool just is bigger from the woman's side like just way more yeah, options. yeah i don't know what the matrimonial scene is like do people feel like whatever cast they're part of caste filter they're easily able to find with like you're saying your dad just to help his life yeah place the filter yeah that was not the for our, our case like we were so happy to look at profiles outside the car they're such good profiles we really want to look at them but the only reason we have to filter is like they don't respond such good profiles oh. but you are describing it as your dad doing it because he didn't Want to like
1: ah? There's so many. No, I mean like my parents were. They were not hell bent upon jar, but they were comfortable with it. And if they were like, oh, if we are getting this chance to like choose and filter and like create a pipeline of people, but you only
0: only feel that if you feel like the jar pool is good enough. Like if it's not good, then you will go out.
1: That's true. That's true. No, but I think uh, it was good enough.
0: It was so they were finding some good profiles they could go after.
1: A lot of them were foggies, basically, because my dad is in fogg. So, or fogg, And as you said, I think you do get very few people in our community who are highly educated, because uh, like in the Jat community, people who are very academically oriented or like intellectuals. I felt that there was a dearth of those kind of people.
3: Oh. That's every community, by the way. Like, I've now talked to enough sick girls that they have complained about this. And then I heard somebody saying the same thing about Gujarati people. Might not be true for that, but one common thread is that for a big chunk of guys, especially in Delhi, NCR and around, their life path is already set. They have to do dad's business. Yeah.
1: yeah. So
3: they don't go down that path of being, like, pursuing education so much and taking it seriously and maybe doing something professional they kind of know that okay
0: it's written for them that they have to do dad's business so yeah. I think that could be contributing to that but we know that for a brahmin is a caste now that I I know better like maybe they're disproportionately more focused on education but we don't get access at least as a guy I didn't get access to that pool women who do PhDs are more likely to be brahmin because okay. their family values it Jad family or Baniya family does not value it
1: yeah. We didn't find you through matrimonial site, by this the
0: way. This is very unclear. I think my parents say we found which, you through matrimonial. We, we
1: also had a defense filter on, which is a defense, defense kid who is highly intellectual. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only yeah, culture that, that I knew. I mean, I, I did not connect with Haryanwis. I didn't connect with Punjabis. I didn't connect, connect with Banyas. But I only connected with people whose... Parents have had transferable jobs or like who were in defense because that's our culture. So that way it was obviously easy to connect with someone from that background, immaterial of what their career looked like.
3: Okay. Interesting. And Mm -hmm. do you think the background thing was just vibe when you would have a conversation? Did you have something in your mind about okay, this is the family that I'm going to probably interact with and maybe even like
0: sorry? I did not think of the family and I didn't... I was
3: actually asking her I know for you but and this is not true really for us but in the Indian
0: traditional context right there is a lot a lot of times this yeah it turns out to be it's... a lot more important the other way around but I'm just saying it's not was a rational choice but I don't think it
1: was a big uh, decision point for my parents though oh. it was all they could like judge
0: I think the parents could see that this would become a, such a huge factor, but maybe as an individual, you didn't see how much of uh, your life will be about yeah, guys' so, family. Yeah, so
1: I I dated a couple of people before who had problematic parents. So just on the basis of that, they were like, no, if, if there are issues in the family that will reflect on your life, that will reflect on the guy. If someone's from a troubled family, then there would be some value clashes, etc. So they were very, very, very particular about family and um, they felt nice when they met his family. They were like simple and educated and very merit-based. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> use the word merit-based. Uh, so, yeah, f- for them, it was a big criteria. For me, it was not a big criteria. I and mean,
0: in some ways, a little bit of a blind spot. like
1: A little bit of a blind spot. And at the same time, I knew that we're never going to live together in a house. I mean, I assumed that.
0: Yeah, well, like you are anyways looking for a guy that uh, isn't Nuclear. directly planning to like, oh, now, uh, next day, I'm going to obviously move into my parents.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I did not.
0: Okay. Makes but sense. you asked that question because... I just okay. wanted there to be some clarity
3: about, was it coming from her? Was it coming from her family? Was it about oh, I like this experience in the present from a dating standpoint or, oh, no, I'm thinking about the future and, no, the family matters a lot and I need to be able to vibe with the background also because it seems like what's coming out is that the background matters a lot, right? It seems like that is just a major subtle pre-filter for most people. And uh, whatever you might do, you might study in the best college, you might have one of the best careers, you are still going to be operating in your pool, which is already pre-selected for you in a way.
0: Mm. Yeah, maybe it's more, even more so from the women's side. Like I am still thinking that I would not have cared about, again, you know, the family thing may have had second but I think from the women's side, it's, it's a lot bigger impact.
3: So you yeah, want... If it matters for one side, it ends up overruling for both sides, right? Because as much as you tried... Uh... <laughs>
1: arranged marriage It not true in any other form of oh, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah for sure yeah. yeah we are talking about arranged marriage and I think we are focused a lot on the negatives in a way a lot or the constraints or the issues
1: I don't know like I since I didn't go through the process a lot he was pretty much the first guy that I met so I don't know what's the pros and cons and like I wasn't jaded by the process at all because it was pretty much the beginning for me
0: before that last point, I feel like for the longest time, you felt that you may be missing out. That the arranged thing is somehow arranged. It's the second best. And you felt like...
1: Really want to yeah. talk about it? Okay.
0: No, no, it is important, right? That- I can guess what her view was
3: because like, I've had to think a lot about this. My guess, and sorry if this is in any way sexist, you probably thought that you want to do it the romantic way, go down probably the love marriage route. You probably wanted to for it to happen organically and naturally, and you didn't want love to be so cold and calculated.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, do I respond to that? <laughs> no, I
0: <it's, laughs> completely agree.
1: No, I mean, yeah, it's like these uh, rom-coms did set me up for failure that way that yeah I did romanticize love quite a bit and uh, I did want it to happen the organic way but the reason that I uh, I'm married to him today is not because it was arranged or because it was through that app uh I was very skeptical of this arrangement and hence we didn't speak after the first one because it was just exploration for me and the other thing is that I didn't want to do it according to my parents like I I told them I don't want a jart. I want to marry outside my caste and I'm not going to marry someone that you choose from me because you don't even know me like that's that's the feeling that I got from them because after school you go out and you you don't stay in touch with your parents from like from that angle that they know everything about you and I thought that they don't know me how are they going to Select someone from me, so I actually wanted to go against them, and that's why we didn't speak for the longest time again. And then I reached out to him after doing my own exploration outside, like going back to some exes or just like talking to more people in my own circle. So it was it was not the process or arranged marriage setup that like that we're here together today, but it was uh, rather the arranged marriage setup pushed me away. That oh, I don't want to do it. It was and then I came back to it because oh my god like the person is really nice right and he's we hit it off and like we started speaking quite a bit so and during pandemic the gap between me and my parents were also bridged so in a way I became stayer. I was I was not distracted all the time with other things around me so I could focus on him I could focus on my parents so I feel that pandemic grounded me in a lot of ways so that i could think seriously about a long term relationship if i was in mumbai if i was still working i don't think i was i would have been married today it would have been hard to like focus your energies and like put it into a long term uh, relationship because it takes a lot of time and effort and there are a lot of distractions and organic out.
0: relationships have so many variables yeah. flying around like everyone has their like seven things and everyone has their perfect take like no and yeah,
1: like in indian society it is Sadly, true that women do get more attention, more options in normal casual dating or through, I think, marriage or whatever, because we are lesser in (laughs) numbers.
0: Especially like after you get to a bar of like corporate life and education, then suddenly like numbers are so skewed. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So, okay. Thanks for sharing that. I think that's really helpful. So I want to cover a few things that came up over the whole conversation. One, I think Tinder, it's like 20 guys, one girl. Mm. Like, probably worse than IIT or similar.
0: Yeah. Uh,
3: <laughs> now, what I'm surprised about is, if I may mention, you are six feet tall,
0: right? Or, or, or taller? I think I am more than six, but go on.
1: Now demographics are being discussed.
0: And you are fair. (laughs) Yeah, I
3: thought that should help. Like, what the f (laughs) (laughs) You're fair, skin tone wise. And you're actually good looking. Right? I remember there were instances when we were in Bangalore and we used to go out. Like, we went to Love Shack and randomly one guy came up and he was like, Oh, my friend really likes you. And so those
0: kinds of things would happen with I went into a rain setup with a lot of confidence like of course like what does caste matter i have so many things going for me
1: like, no i think it's the u.s thing. <laughs> u.s thing like yeah. people don't want to come
3: oh there's that yes we didn't no, talk no. about so when i was in UK, i thought yeah a lot of people want to go out of india a yeah. lot of people probably see that as a ticket out of india but when i moved back suddenly a lot more people were willing and open. And I realized that actually a lot of people are not comfortable sending out their daughter, especially straight out of India to a stranger. Yeah, right now. Yeah. So Tinder was never gonna work. But I'm surprised that it didn't work for you. Also,
0: uh, I, think Yana- that's a, I have to say that as she points out, if I had made, let's say, a week of effort, like great pictures, and really, like, you know, it's a little bit embarrassing for someone like me to, you know, superficially look good, it could have worked, is what.
1: Yeah, he had no game.
0: Yeah, I had no game. For
1: Tinder or like Instagram, also, like, I introduced him to that. But I think before, we met, he wouldn't even take the effort to click a nice picture of himself. Right, So
0: that matches quite a bit.
1: Like if you don't have great pictures, if you don't have a persona that you can uh, have on these apps, then no one's going to swipe right on you. So that is that would have been a fair life. So up.
0: those objective features that you pointed out, okay, six feet and uh, fair, it doesn't translate unless you have like great pictures. And I thought it would just help, but I didn't think it would help 5x. I thought it's like 10% help, but I think it's helped 5x.
1: Yeah, unless you have like this very adventurous life. And these days, I think even man buns are pretty common and popular. So I think you, yeah, <laughs> yeah that looks good, by the way. <laughs> so until unless you have that interesting life, I don't think you get any swipes on Tinder.
3: I, yeah, for sure. I think uh, there's a lot of research on what kind of, like, how you should basically get your photo clicked yeah and your kind of lighting what how much you should smile there's a lot about that with people have done studies on all of this there's even websites where you can post your photos and get them rated by random strangers which is probably the most objective way to figure out whether your photos are good or not and i think especially from women's perspective there's a lot about okay does this guy seem like somebody who i can trust could this be somebody who could actually harm me does this person seem like somebody who would be fun and yet
0: somebody who i can see a secure future with right on tinder that doesn't enter the equation that much
1: i've never been on any app so i can't say i've just seen my friends do it um tinder i don't think anyone uses it anymore but hinge is still pretty common And on Hinge also now, I think it's pretty much become a casual dating website where you find very unavailable men.
3: Yeah, Tinder is just a very bad catch-all. But the other thing is that, especially in India, the numbers are massively skewed on online dating compared to, let's say, outside of India. And another model that I have in my head is that in every country, there's a percentage of women who are liberated. And the smaller that percentage is, the more skewed the whole dating pool ends up being in the sense that guys are usually liberated. (laughs) I like to say, (laughs) so it's all of those guys going for that percentage of women, usually in online dating and in, let's say, even when you're in Bangalore or Mumbai working and all. And so it skews heavily things in favor of those women and against guys in general, And then maybe also against the girls who are not that liberated. And so I think that is also a factor. And then there's this thing that in India, there's like four crores, which is 40 million extra men. Yeah,
0: I don't know how much of a role that plays.
3: I think that a society where there's like 55% men and 45% women versus a society where it's the other way around, the dynamics are very different.
0: Uh, let me say, uh, this thing that we're talking about, every Indian male of my age that I have spoken to, unless they got married 25 because they like had a high school uh, girlfriend or something, everyone describes very similar experience, like a very bad experience of being lonely and just like finding it very hard to meet people. Like such a big unspoken and like, I, I'm friends with these people of three, four, five years, like once I get married or they are with someone is when we feel okay to talk about it. Uh, and you are doing it now. And I, I mean, I also started doing it at some point, like even before I was married at some point, I was like, I don't care. Like I'm a good person. I have done good things. Why am I ashamed about this? And then people start talking about it. But everyone, I think for years at Stretch has gone through it's like a are feeling this thing like man this skewness like what is going on like this doesn't this is not right such a shared experience I feel like
3: is it is that all though, or is there this hidden thing that you that goes
0: with it that I don't feel like I'm finding the partner I deserve no, but so see making yourself happy is the objective right like you have some sense of what sort of partner is going to make you happy. I don't know. I don't think it's explained by the extreme that people have very high expectations. They end up with reasonable people. It's just that... Yeah, no, I'm just saying
3: that always in these conversations, there's this unsaid thing that, oh, obviously it needs to be somebody who kind of meets Definitely. my standards. That's a given.
0: So That's a given. Is yes. the
3: issue more that it was hard to find people who met your standards, who you
0: would want to have a relationship Plus with. minus your 10% your standard. Yes yeah exactly yeah did you feel like on a given month or like oh these few months i just broke up or like i'm not dating someone Hmm. and i moved to a new city i want to explore the dating scene how hard would it be to find someone within plus minus 10 percent of your bar
1: i was never off dating or i was never single as such so there was always a distraction in my life and Hence, I wasn't even thinking about the it. Action is like
0: an option around the corner. Yeah. Someone you met six months back just came to the city, or like something. I mean, that I like
1: that's questionable. That how good they were for me, that's questionable. But it there was never a time when there was no one. Like there was always someone, and hence I never got to ask these deeper questions to myself. That oh, what about long term, and what kind of a partner should I? end up with and those like the important questions that i didn't ask myself
0: yeah
3: makes sense so another thing this brings up i think there's two approaches one approach is that you know what you want right until you find it you don't get involved and you keep looking and the other approach is that either maybe because you don't know what you want or you're like look i mean let's at least have somebody in life even if they don't match what I think I want you
0: know,
3: let me at least be in something and then see how
0: where things go from there. Those are also two different approaches. I would be very sympathetic to the second approach. I feel like because it's not about the end goal of marriage or spending a lifetime with someone I think uh, there's some value in feeling great and being with someone right now. If okay. it makes you feel great, it might Right not. now. Yeah.
1: also I, I would know. I would want to say this, this since this is anonymous I think all my life I have mostly got validation or appreciation from men like that's that's been my go-to for like an instant dopamine key oh let's just go talk to someone or let's just date someone and they'll validate you in a lot of ways so something that I probably didn't get from my parents as much because our parents never say good things about us or something that probably like even your friends sometimes do, because I didn't have very close uh female friends in the initially now I do so since I didn't have those close relationships and I always got appreciation and validation from men I always felt the need of having someone like around the corner I just couldn't be alone hmm.
3: yeah and so those are two different approaches and one way i Think about this. It's like being on a boat versus being comfortable being in deep waters. It might be okay. Everything
0: everything is, I don't think marriage is that different from dating. Like it is work. It's not like guarantees.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. No, I'm just talking about approach. Like I've also seen people do this thing where they know they're not in a good relationship. They know they want out. Uh Oh, but they'd rather stay on the boat or even the raft. That,
0: the Delta, they are not even enjoying the present. Maybe uh, jump, yeah, jump into,
3: rather than jump into deep waters, be comfortable being themselves, be happy with who they are. Right. And then maybe look for another boat. I've seen that a lot of times people angle for another boat, to come boat cross, means, yeah. align with this boat so yeah. that they can make a clean jump from one boat to the
1: That's other. People do That's that. me. <laughs> <People do> that. <laughs> that was me, rather.
3: And so, yeah, I think those are two different approaches that I've seen. And uh, yeah, I mean, it makes sense why people do one or the other. And...
0: People jump from job to job, like they don't like quit one and then I'm going to see, Like right? People want to be comfortable and have a backup.
3: <laughs> yeah, but I wonder if it can be harmful because, yeah, <laughs> is there something about being okay being comfortable with oneself and being by oneself for at least some while and understanding getting some time to understand who you who you really truly are rather than it always being based
0: on who you are with you know this idea that once you're alone you're going to sit down and find yourself is I think it's tricky. I mean, people have so many tangents to go into. Uh, I don't know they will objectively come to realize who they are. They'll realize some version of them, which is biased by the fact that they are lonely. Yeah, possible.
1: Yeah. You really need to have the right tools, right, right mindset, right support system to support be able support to support. like explore yourself when you're all by yourself, especially when you get older. I mean, when you're in your thirties, it becomes even more harder to just stay out of it
3: yeah but i seem it seems like there's this order that's that exists that at the top is being happy in a relationship then is being happy by yourself then is being unhappy in a relationship and then is being unhappy being yeah. by yourself
0: yeah 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 Actually, we should, uh, it's almost midnight and uh, yeah. uh, we we'll, we haven't had dinner. Okay, cool.
3: Go ahead, have dinner. Uh, super helpful. And uh, I'll think more about this. I'll let you know if there's any loose ends.
0: We, we have a lot of debates on stuff like this. I feel like we're going to end up talking a lot about this. <laughs>
3: yeah. Cool. Nice. All right. Take care. Bye.
1: Bye. Good night.